3: That's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. It's only about power and control. Also, remember that dangerous coup on January 6th that was worse than 9-11? We have new footage tonight coming up on Um Right. You know anything about Athens and Sparta from ancient Greece? Don't worry, I'm not going to bore you. I'm not going to spend a long time on it. But one of the most fascinating stories is, well, parts of that story is, you know, they're fighting, they're going to war with each other, as they did. Athens was led by a bunch of corrupt losers, and eventually they simply switched their loyalty to Sparta and started working against their own city-state from within and for the enemy. That's what happens when a nation loses all mooring to its founding. That's what happens to a nation that stops educating its kids on being patriots and loving the country. That's what happens to a nation that gets corrupted and rotted and filthy. We have something ugly going on in this country, and I'm not sure how to come back from it not sure we can come back from it. What am I talking about? The loyalty people have in this nation, our cultural leaders, the loyalty they have to China, who is our enemy and is very vocal about the fact they intend to supplant us as number one on the world stage. The loyalty our cultural leaders have to China is simply frightening. It is simply frightening. I have brought up this ham-fisted example before, but it's 100% true. If China landed 20 divisions on the shores of California tomorrow and started marching east towards Washington, D.C., do you have any idea how many of our politicians, corporate leaders, celebrities, athletes, generals would simply join their side? Are you comfortable having this conversation? Should I bring up some examples? Do you even want me to do that? I don't know that I even should. It's probably too painful to even bring it up. The truth is, we have so destroyed the patriotism of this nation, not you, not you, but for the people who lead it, that now the people who lead our society, all of our cultural leaders, they don't look at America like you look at it, as this wonderful place of freedom, and we're blessed to be here and we should protect it at all costs. They don't think that way. That's how you think. That's how I think. They look at America and they look at it simply as a place they should either destroy or a place they should just pillage until there's nothing more. There's no better example of this than John Kerry. You see it came out recently. Of course this is just a blip on the radar, but The the John Kerry people, John Kerry, he has he and his wife have heavy, heavy, heavy investments currently with China. China, I know we like to imagine we're in this new civilized wonderful era. China has concentration camps operating. No, not the fake ones we have to hear about on our southern border where we house some illegal immigrants. I mean they're gathering up the Uyghur Muslims and putting them in concentration camps. And we have multiple reports about widespread, horrific abuse of these Uyghur Muslims. Abuse that is so bad, I will not even go into the details of it on this show, because as I've always told you, I do a family show. You can always watch this show with your kids. Okay, so John Kerry, he's in bed with this regime. He was asked, um, John Kerry, what... Why are you in bed with a regime like this? Here's what he had to say.
2: Clearly a priority of the Biden administration is really addressing climate, but it's not the only priority. There are other things right. as well, such as the Uyghur situation in the West. Uh, what, what is the process by which one trades off climate against human rights? Well, life, uh, you know, life is always full of tough choices in, in, the, in the relationship between nations. Yes, we have issues, a number of different issues. But first and foremost, this planet must be protected. We all need to do that for our people.
3: That's right. Mr. Private Jet himself, John Kerry, well, I mean, it's just just some Uyghur Muslims. I mean, of course, they're organ harvesting them, but the planet. Is there anything, is there any better sell from the American communists than this climate change garbage? And none of them care about it. None of them do. They're all on yachts and private planes and mansions on the beach. Doesn't seem like they're that worried about the rising oceans. None of them actually believe in climate change, care about climate change. They do know, however, they could all sell this doomsday scenario to you that will cause you, well, not you personally, that will cause people to hand over their liberty. Just take my liberty, John Kerry. Save me from the heat and the rising oceans. And how many people throughout this world have bought into this global warming farce? It is amazing. And you have scientists after scientists after scientists who pushes it too, and then you spend five seconds looking into it, and, oh, this is a scientist who... Gets government grant money. Oh, now I see why the findings continue to come out this way. And never mind, there are experts all over the place who don't get government grant money who say, uh, this is total crap. The world goes through different weather patterns. That's the history of the world. There are hot years, hot decades, cool years, cool decades. That's simply the norm. But of course, none of these people like John Kerry have any interest in that. They have interest in communism, and they know that climate change is the ultimate way to do it. Now let's move right on to our late night hosts. You see, I'm not exactly old. I mean, I'm certainly going gray, as you can see, and the hairline is retreating back towards my years like the Italian army, but I'm 40. I mean, I'm not not ancient, and yet I remember an era, I remember an era like when I was a kid, when late night shows were funny. It was just, it it was Letterman, it was Leno, it was funny. On the nights my parents let me stay up that late, I would sit and we would laugh for 10, 20 minutes, opening monologue, funny guests, it was all funny. But you see, there's nothing communism can't ruin. It infects and infests every single thing and ruins everything. It's a religion, a religion of destruction. Did you see what our late night hosts are doing now? God. They're having a climate change, it's seven different shows joining together to have a spotlight on climate change. All of them, Colbert, Fallon, Kimmy, Kim, oh, Kimmy Kimmel, the entire works. Here's Here's a tiny sample of what passes today for late-night comedy.
0: Mama Earth, is it true that there's nothing we can do to personally stop climate change?
1: No, that's a bunch of baloney. There's so much you can do. Little things like recycling, unplugging unused appliances, becoming the CEO of a multinational energy conglomerate. Every little bit helps. Are you
0: saying that individual actions are useless because these corporations are the real problem?
1: No. Oh,
3: good, because I'm not- into-
0: It's
1: also religion! Sorry? <laughs> the, conce- the concept of an afterlife gives you people the false hope of an escape hatch. There's only one me, baby! And then darkness. Where's
2: your god now, Moses? Hard to part the Red Sea when it's boiling. That burning bush has got a huge carbon footprint.
3: I'm sorry, I was waiting for the joke. Is there no joke coming? That's late night comedy now. Just communist propaganda. Disgusting. It's disgusting. And look, the funniest thing you hear from these people is how we have to partner with China for climate change. China is absolutely using and abusing these idiot leftists around the world. That's China. China doesn't care about climate change. China's just one gigantic smog machine putting it out into the atmosphere. They couldn't care less about any of this stuff. And these idiots act like we're partnering with China for this. Oh, and speaking of hypocrisies, changing gears here really quickly, remember? Remember the human rights abuses? John Kerry doesn't care about human rights abuses. Uh, The Biden administration, they sure seem concerned about human rights abuses, right? They've told us that a million times. That's why we have to bring all these refugees into the United States of America. They're raising the cap on refugees to 125,000 from 15,000. I mean, that's that's super important. I just want everyone to know, uh, yesterday, they've already had to arrest two of these Afghanistan refugees for child sex crimes. Hmm, doesn't sound like they're that interested in human rights. Here's this loser, Anthony Blinken, by the way. Hi, Grover. What you doing?
2: Oh, Secretary Blinken! It has been a while, huh? I was just teaching my new friends Noor and Aziz
3: all these state dances. We're up to Illinois now. (laughs) But you are
1: Secretary of State now. You must know all of the dances. Well, Grover, not quite. As Secretary of State, I'm not in charge of state dances. What I do is represent all of the United States in conversations with other countries. I get to meet people from all over the world and see where they live. That sounds like fun, like I played it. Well sometimes it's fun and sometimes I meet people who are in a tough situation. Sadly many people have to leave their homes and countries because it isn't safe for them. They're called refugees. Many refugees are children and they need opportunities to learn and play, just like you and your friends on Sesame Street have. That's why the United States helps refugee children get an education too.
3: They care about the kids. So that's why we brought in people who commit child sex crimes. Now, we're gonna have to talk about this for a brief moment, because I'm not gonna let this go. I'm not gonna let this go at all. You were watching I'm Right, back when this whole Afghanistan disaster happened, right? I'm sure you were. What did I say? I mean, I know what everyone else was saying. Left and right, I know what they were saying. This is so heartbreaking. We need to bring all these people here. Oh, my goodness. I I saw this video on Facebook. It was so sad. I saw a picture and there was a kid. We need to bring them all here. And what did Big Meanie Jesse come on the, on, the, on the TV and say to you that night? What did I say? <clears throat> are you out of your mind? Yes, there are sad things going on. All cultures are not the same. All cultures are not equal. All cultures do not mix well with other cultures. And Afghanistan has several different cultures, but part of it, part of their culture, there is a sect of their culture over there that is so foreign and gross to you and we should be really, really, really careful bringing people here who cannot possibly be vetted. I said that to you and of course everyone said I was a big meanie. I don't even want to use the word Um, abusing children, marrying children, men marrying children. It's part of it abusing women is part of it. Do we still need to bring them here? Maybe, just maybe, I don't know, I know I'm going out on a limb here, maybe we shouldn't set immigration and refugee policy for the United States of America based on sad pictures suburban moms saw on the internet. Maybe we should stop, think about things, and really carefully consider who and how many we are bringing into the nation everybody claims to care about. And I know it plays on people's good nature of, oh, I love America. I'll bring them all here. Those are two very, very different things. You're saying two opposite things. Let us resolve the next time something like this happens. We won't get caught up in our emotions. We won't uh, allow our emotions to rule us and ruin our country. We will do it better the next time using sober logic and reason. How about that? All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Speaking of uncomfortable, you remember January 6th, right? I mean, I remember. I remember that day, and I remember this. I remember everyone on the left and virtually everybody on the right. I mean, certainly the politicians and pundits talking about how this is the darkest day. Oh, my. And since then, of course, the right has started to slowly buck up about the whole thing and be honest about what it was and what it wasn't. But the left is still out there telling you it was like 9-11. It was worse than Pearl Harbor. Well, there's new video they were just forced to release from inside the January 6th protest. And yeah, you're going to want to see this 9-11 thing. All right, now, Jake's Mint Chew. I know how hard it is to quit dipping. I know how hard it is to quit smoking. It's, it's not easy. And the people who say it's easy, oh, just quit. They're people who've never done it. I dipped for years. I tried everything to quit. I failed a million times at it. I did. I love Jake's Mint Chew. It, it, it was my path to freedom because it's tobacco-free, it's nicotine-free, it's even sugar-free, and yet I can still have that dip. Stressed out, had a meal, wanting to relax, I can put in a Jake's Mint Chew. They got 11 different flavors of long cut. They have four different flavors of the CBD pouches, which I would really, really recommend. I love these things because they help take that edge off. Go to Jake's Mint Chew right now. Try it. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. jakesmintchew.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. One of my major frustrations right now in this country is how quickly lies become truth. You see, the system, I call it the system, I call it that because all the cultural leaders now, they all believe the same things. So there's no one to check the other one. You know, celebrities aren't going to check the Democratic Party. The American media, they're not going to check the professors. And so when they're all saying the same thing, they all believe the same thing with the same goals, they can do whatever they want. They can make up whatever they want. And another part of my frustration is the right. You see, right now, pundits and politicians on the right, they're one of the last islands out there where people can get the actual truth about anything, about any story. And yet the right gets so intimidated by the power of the system They constantly cave to the left time and time and time again. They allow the system to set a narrative that is not true. And then when they're a day late, a day late, a dollar short, at the precise moment it becomes too late to do any meaningful good, the right will wake up and say, oh, oh, I disagree. January 6th is a prime example of this. Obviously not a great day, but we've been told time and time and time again now the most hysterical, over-the-top stuff about it. It was like Pearl Harbor. It was like 9-11. And the system, they were trying to keep people from seeing what actually happened. You know, you've only seen a couple little video snippets of it. For some reason, the system has been doing everything in its power to block you from seeing inside the Capitol. I mean, I've been told insurrection, coup, I've been told we almost lost America. I already brought up the 9-11 stuff. I want you to look at this video. Prosecutors were forced to release this yesterday publicly. No one's seen this yet. This is the violent coup that almost took down our democracy. Um, violent coup? That looks like a Saturday at noon in the mall, if not more polite. Does that look like the government may crumble at any moment at the hands of these violent domestic terrorists, or does that look like a protest that got a little out of hand and people are simply sauntering around the Capitol? I should also point out the people, many of the people in that video, they've been hunted down by the FBI. They've been arrested. And they've been rotting in jail in terrible conditions since January, treated like real domestic terrorists, a gross injustice. And I don't know what grosses me out more, the lies by the communists or the fact the most of the right, the pundits, pundits and politicians, they're too weak, stupid and pathetic to do anything about it. All right. We got a lot more great show for you. But first. Everything about flipping houses, I've thought about it. People have so much fun with it. They make money. But where do you begin? You're not an expert. I'm not an expert. Go to flippingmadeeasy.com. That's flippingmadeeasy.com. One of the coolest concepts I've ever heard. The opportunities in your area for flipping a home, they're there. You need helpful information, articles from experts, what to do, what not to do. It's there. You need vendors. I mean, who do you call for the bathroom, the drywall? You need vendors. It's there. It's all there. Flippingmadeeasy.com. And when you go use the promo code Jesse, you get an extra something special. Go get a platinum membership on flippingmadeeasy.com right now and have your one-stop shop for flipping houses. Enjoy. We'll be back. <laughs>
2: For four years, Democrats went on and on and on. The corrupt corporate media went on and on and on about kids in cages. You couldn't turn on the evening news without hearing kids in cages. What they didn't tell you is Barack Obama built those cages, and today, under Joe Biden, the cages are bigger, and they're more full than they were before. Mr. President, every Democrat who stood up and lamented kids in cages. In the House of Representatives, Representatives Representative Ocasio-Cortez has a famous photo of her grasping her head by the kids in cages. Well, I'm gonna give a simple challenge for Representative Ocasio-Cortez and for every Democrat in this body. Go see the Biden cages with your own eyes.
3: I wouldn't hold my breath for that photo op, but he's not wrong. Joining me now, Kevin Roberts. He's the CEO of the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Kevin, uh, it's really, really, really bad at the border. And what's wild is the Biden administration has controlled the media so much people don't really realize it.
1: Oh, it's, it's awful. You know, this is, this will sound like hyperbole, Jesse, but the following is literally true. In my entire career, I don't think any administration has blocked the dissemination of a story more than the Biden-Harris regime has of this one. We know that firsthand at the Texas Public Policy Foundation late last week when we heard that the FAA was grounding the drone of a major international news channel, we sent three of our colleagues down to the border to fly our own drone. It's going to take that kind of radical, but also very appropriate action by Americans, by media leaders like you who do it every day to fight back on this nonsense.
3: Kevin, I, I don't want this to sound as lame as I think it's going to sound, but how is it legal for the Biden administration to, to shut down the drone of a news organization? That doesn't sound like something that should be legal. I mean, there are these things called amendments, and that one looks like, oh, I don't know, the first
1: one. <laughs> it's not lame at all, my friend. In fact, it's preposterous. And I would like to think that there is such a, a strong consensus of opinion in favor of all of our rights, especially our First Amendment rights like that one, that any American, regardless of whether they're Democrat, Republican, or something else, would be outraged. The good news is, not that I live my life according to polls, it looks like a growing number of Americans are becoming at least disappointed, and I think there is a real growing anger over what Biden and Harris are doing every day, and on the one hand, ignoring what's going on on the border and then on the other hand trying to convince the american people that it isn't a problem
3: kevin what are they angry about i i, I can never figure this out because i don't pretend i'm in the mainstream i'm obviously far right of what most america is but so they're angry i see the approval numbers you see too joe biden is an absolute free fall he's lower than kamala harris the things i'm angry about i'm assuming are different than what the general public is though right what are they mad about
1: Well, what they're angry about is very similar to what Americans were angry about in the late 60s and early 70s regarding the uh, presidential administration's involvement in Vietnam. It isn't that Americans expect everything to go perfectly, but what Americans do expect is transparency. And they can even handle disagreement. They, They can bake that into their lives because keep in mind, Jesse, as you know, most Americans pay attention to the news and pay attention to politics but they're not living their lives for it in the same way that you and I might be doing. And so the headline that I would write about what Americans are angry about is that they know that they're being lied to. There is enough news coming out of the border. There is enough evidence of not just the Haitians who are there in Del Rio, but evidence of property owners in the city of Del Rio fleeing the downtown because of their fear of illegal migrants that Americans know the president and the vice president, and especially their press secretary, simply aren't telling them the truth. And and the bad news from the standpoint of policy, Jesse, is that there is no way this administration can get out of it in the same way that Lyndon Johnson in 1968 looked up in the early part of that year and realized there was no way politically he was going to be able to overcome his own administration's deceptions about how bad the Vietnam War was going for America, and he decided not to run for re-election. I suspect there's going to be a pretty strong parallel as we get closer to 2024 for Joe Biden. It's a pretty,
3: it's pretty apt comparison there. Now, now, I'm going to play this from Maxine Waters, and I, I have to tell you, I find it to be so frustrating how politicians are simply shameless these days about saying the most over-the-top ridiculous things consistently and there's nobody worse at this than maxine waters so watch this
2: what
0: we witness takes us back hundreds of years what we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery cowboys with their reins again whipping black people haitians into the water where they're scrambling and falling down when all they're trying to do is escape from violence in their
2: country.
1: What, what an outrage. I was having dinner with a different member of Congress in DC earlier this week, and he said that Ms. Waters actually was a very pleasant lady. And I said, well, that's fine, but she's a liar. And worse than that, what she's trying to do is race bait And any time, as you know, Jesse, the left race baits, they've lost the argument. The the problem with this is that she's going to get away with it in most media outlets. And the other problem with this is that those media outlets are not covering the ostensibly racist action that the Biden-Harris administration is taking, which is that the only people they've decided to deport happen to be black people. If our side were as disingenuous as their side, that's the kind of thing we would be leading with. We aren't because we know there's a bigger context for that. It's it's really past time for radical leftists like Maxine Waters, who's made a career of distorting the truth, to be held to account by their voters. And I'm really hopeful that in twenty twenty two, even Miss Waters will have her come up. With.
3: Well I'm glad you're hopeful because I have to tell you, I am, I am downtrodden because this is the Jen Psaki cut from today. I mean, everybody lied about the whip, Maxine Waters lied about the lip, uh, the whip, Chuck Schumer lied about it, Nancy Pelosi lied about it. This was the lie I heard around the world that they're whipping people. And this is Jen Psaki's announcement today about the mounted patrols.
1: What he has asked all of us to convey clearly to people who are understandably have questions are passionate, are concerned, as we are about the images that we have seen, is one, we feel those images are horrible and horrific. There is an investigation the president certainly supports overseen by the Department of Homeland Security, which he has conveyed will will happen quickly. I can also convey to you that the secretary also conveyed to civil rights leaders earlier this morning that we would no longer be using horses in Del Rio. Uh, So that is something, a policy change that has been
2: made in response.
3: This is my problem, Kevin, hysterical lies, hysterical children about a whip and things like that. They turn into public policy now. It's it's no longer just the nutball college student from the 60s on the street corner with a weird sign he made. These people now, they run the country and it is so so damaging
1: for us. Well it is, you know, we as you might imagine our organization which is focused on this border crisis has an executive meeting about it every day. The, the, the top-level officials of our organization meet. And in our meeting earlier today, Jesse, this is the observation I made about Ms. Saki's claim there. It's exactly what you said. She and her boss, the president of the United States, are being advised by people who don't just have the most radical political bias in American history. I mean, they're worse even than the most liberal of FDR's administration. It's the second aspect of them that's equally troubling. They are self-appointed elites from both coasts who've never stepped on an uneven surface uh, or surface other than stepping off the sidewalk. They have no clue what it's like to be at the border. They have no clue what it's like when you're a law enforcement officer and know that having a horse, to be on horseback, is to be in control of the situation. And if she, if she Misaki were actually honest, and she actually wanted to honor the great service of our Border Patrol men and women, she would be talking about those beautiful, truly moving images of those equine law enforcement officers stepping off the horses and administering to the need, just the human needs, of some of those Haitian children. But they won't do that, because as you said, they're too radical to be able to see the truth. Yeah.
3: Kevin Roberts, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys.
1: Thanks for what you're doing. Take care.
3: All right, we have, a, we have a light in the mood next you're going to enjoy, but first. Actually, we got Lenny McAllister next, but first. Do you own a home? I understand people have a hard time wrapping their mind about, around what home title theft is because nobody's going to come shoplift your home. I didn't even know what home title theft was until I opened up my email and saw the fruits of it. What it is is this. You have a home title. It's online. It's out there in the cloud. These cyber thieves live and die to just hack into it and steal it. They'll hack into your home title. They'll forge your signature on it. It will look real. And then they'll go shopping for lending institutions. They will find one that gives them a loan or several. You're going to have to pay that loan back. You might already be a victim of this and you wouldn't even know it. You have to go to HometitleLock.com and put in your address and you'll be able to see. It's actually a free offer they're doing right now. It's $100 value. HometitleLock.com, put in your address, see if you're already a victim. While you're there, sign up, protect yourself. All right, Lenny McAllister, Public Schools, next.
2: I said, but we also need to take a look at HF 802. And I literally put the law in front of them, gave them access to it with a link. And I said, and I need to just let you know, there are now concepts that it is illegal for me to teach you about according to the state of Iowa. And we went through, um, they used to be called defined concept or divisive concepts. Now they're called defined concepts in our law. Um, So I went through those 10 defined concepts with them um, so that they could see what the law was. And they immediately, by the time I think we were on the second or third one, they're like, but is it illegal for me to ask questions? Can I? And I was like, this is only for me. You can ask as many questions as you like. And then I took them to the part of the law that said, um, this law doesn't prohibit me from answering questions. I said, so if there's any question that you have about these defined concepts, you can ask them and then I can answer them. (laughs)
3: that's so funny oh please lord save us from liberal white women joining me now the ceo of the pennsylvania coalition of public charter schools lenny McAllister. lenny explain something to me because you're one of the sharper people we have on the show why do communists love to pass it on to kids like they, they they want their mental illness to go into kids teachers love it parents love it you see it all the time on social media what is it what's wrong with these people I think the better question to ask is why do
0: quasi-communists want to continue to push ideologies that benefit them through a through a capitalist system that's leaning on a little bit of communism and a little bit of capitalism? Look, the reason why you see some of the things that we're seeing in in school districts across the, the the country is the fact that there's a free market system that has allowed America to have the most robust economy in the world for the last several decades. And as a result, it provides an opportunity to have a diversity of of political and, and educational thought, which unfortunately includes some of the things that we're seeing in schools right now. It's very ironic that they're pushing a certain ideology without understanding that they're standing on a platform that allows them to have free speech, which you wouldn't have in certain other countries, that allows them to have a diversity of thought, which they wouldn't have in certain other countries, that would allow their minority opinion to have weight and value that you only have in a democratic republic, which is the United States of America. Jesse, this is the reason why we have to go back to doing a better job of teaching civics in school, teaching a sense of Americanism in school, and showing kids of all colors and creeds that yes, America has its flaws, but America is the greatest nation and the greatest example of of good for many, many reasons, one of which is you have this platform upon which you can disagree peacefully.
3: Lenny, I feel like, look, I didn't exactly grow up in fancy private schools. I, you know, I'm public school, Jesse. I, I, I don't remember this in school. I don't know if you remember it in school. I don't remember having this anti-Americanism pushed on me. Of course, I remember a lib, lib teacher here or there, but I don't remember indoctrination when I was a kid. Did I just blank that out of my memory, or did this happen like yesterday? No,
0: this is, this is new, and unfortunately, one of the things that school choice provides is a, is a resurgence of asking kids to think. This is what you see in public charter schools, this is what you see in school choices, a resurgence of parents saying, can I get my kids into an academic environment that's going to teach them how to use their brain and think for themselves, not be told what to think and how to think and how to react based on what you're told to think. This is something, as you well know, is a brand new dynamic and unfortunately it further silos the country. Everybody continues to complain about how divided we are, but if you're taking kids in first, second, third grade and teaching them to be divided based on an ideology that is an adult ideology based on adult politics, what else do we expect? This is the reason why that you're seeing more and more parents shift towards school choice because they want the type of education system that we grew up with, which is, look, we're going to show you the facts. You deduce what you want from there, how and why this makes sense, and then we will help foster that mindset within you so that you can be a productive contributor to society that is also a free-thinking contributor to American society.
3: Lenny, you're in Pennsylvania. Obviously, you're on the front lines of Pennsylvania. What kind of government overreach are you seeing there?
0: Right now, we have a governor that is, rather than working with the General Assembly and putting through legislation to impact public charter schools, he's now trying to push through regulation. It's basically a redo of the Obama years where President Obama, toward the end of his tenure, said, I have a pen and I have a phone. As we well know, that's not what works in a Democratic Republic. And regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, when you hear the chief executive say they have a pen and they have a phone, that's not what you want or need from your government. As a result, right now, we have a governor that is already term limited out, that's more inclined to push through regulations, that's going to hamper school choice for thousands of Pennsylvania families versus coming to the negotiating table and working with the General Assembly and saying, okay, I've heard the voice of Pennsylvania families that want expanded school choice. This is what we need to do. Together, unfortunately, this governor and he has a he has a track record of trying to do stuff unilaterally. It started particularly during the pandemic. It did not work out for Pe- for Pennsylvanians when it came to the unemployment system, came to their jobs, came to their economy. Now he's trying to shift over to public education and public charter schools, and it was wrong last year. It's wrong now.
3: Lenny, I, I, I try to never use words like fair and unfair. The word is actually banned in my house. My kids are not allowed to use it. But I, I saw these numbers out of Baltimore, and I don't, know, I don't know of another way to put it, that some kids have to grow up this way. 41% of public high school students average less than a one GPA during this past school year. I wasn't exactly a scholar, and I blew out a one. One public school had a student in the top half of his class with a point one three GPA and they're spending $18,000 a student Lenny where's this money going and how are we cheating such a huge portion of our population so badly
0: well number one the money again unfortunately education more often than not is an industry for well-paying middle-class jobs than it is a vocation to help kids be the best that they can be in school and then further on in life we're so caught up in social promotion a lot of times in failing district schools, what you find is if a kid's not a behavioral problem and the parents seem to be okay, we'll continue to progress that kid from first to second, second to third, eighth to ninth, eleventh to twelfth, even if that kid's still stuck at a sixth grade reading level in twelfth grade, even if that kid has dyscalculia and is not able to read numbers appropriately and it's been misdiagnosed or completely not diagnosed for years. Because the truth is, The system fosters good jobs. It's not fostering education. And as long as we continue to double and triple down on a system that was built for all the wrong reasons, again, people forget public education came about because parents needed to work and they needed some place for their kids to go. It's built on a workday, it's not built on academics, which again goes back to why school choice and public charter schools make a difference because they understand how learning needs to transpire in the 21st century. They're innovative in their approach and they're actively responding to what parents need and what kids need. Unlike many of these broken school districts that are simply saying, well, a kid's not in in in-house suspension, they're not bringing a a gun into school, let's get them from ninth to 10th grade because at least they're not one of the bad kids that's not good enough for our kids any longer not in
2: america
3: lenny now look i'm just a dumb marine can you explain to me okay eighteen thousand dollars per student is a lot of money it's clearly not getting there where is it going who is getting paid it's not like teachers are millionaires where is the money going i want to know specifically because i can't seem to figure it out
0: Well, first of all, you're not a dumb Marine. You you served our country. We appreciate your service as well as those that have served our country. So never say that again, at least in front of me. Number two, in regards to where that money is going, that money is going to the bureaucracy. I mean, you got to remember you have in some school districts, you have a a principal, a vice principal and and an assistant to the vice principal and assistant to the assistant to the vice principal. On top of that, you have school districts as well, like, for example, here in, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, where there are some school districts that spend 50 cents, upwards of 50 cents on every dollar, on teacher pensions. So you're, in essence, paying for teachers that are no longer even in the classroom. Now, it's a sweet deal if you can get it, but the kids that are getting the short end of the deal are the very ones that are in school right now. So when you start talking about where our education dollars going, again, it's going into the industry of public education not into the vocation of public education and that's where the shift has to come about moving forward
3: lenny i do have some good news 1.4 million students left the public school according to the u.s department of education that's just last year is this a trend that's going to continue please tell me it is
0: I believe it is. Number one, we still have the Delta variant, so we're having issues in district schools once again. Number two, parents have finally seen what they're getting from their district schools. They've been unsatisfied or dissatisfied for quite some time, but there's nothing like seeing school in front of your face at your kitchen table every day for months. And that's what parents around the nation have gone through, which is why you've seen these spikes here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, as far as charter school enrollment, you're seeing across the country as well. In fact, the only segment of education where the enrollment has gone down is district traditional schools, not charter schools, not Catholic schools, and not homeschooling, even within African-American populations, where homeschooling has gone up over 10% from year to year, from two years ago to last school year. This is probably the moment where school choice is going to catch momentum and keep it for the foreseeable future. And that's a good news for America. If we want to be innovative and we want to continue to lead the global economy and keep our country safe for decades to come, we need education to work and school choice is gonna help that come about.
3: Lenny well, McAllister, thank you so much for what you do, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you all, Jesse. Thanks again. You know, we have an app first tv has an app and it's awesome and it's easy to use just go get it you can watch the first live all day long or your favorite shows like mine now your favorite shows all of them they're all right here on demand watch when you want go get the first tv app from the app store and it's free all all this stuff is free i i'm not selling you anything here go get it go enjoy it all right we have a legendary light in the mood next You know, sometimes these dating story videos are absolutely hysterical. Get this man a crown. Welcome to Lighten the Mood. Enjoy. I do now in the worst date ever. This famous is the
2: This video that this girl uploaded obviously went very viral because so many people have tagged me in it. So I put this on my dating profile because I thought that was funny and cute match with this guy on this dating app i've seen him on tiktok before and we decided to play
1: pool we had a date
2: he brought his own pool stick like what
1: i didn't even get to hit the ball he made me buy him a drink after his drink he said he had to go what a joke (laughs)
3: <laughs> not exactly the classiest move in the world but, but kind of hilarious be careful out there ladies all right we got a great special for you tomorrow a border special stay tuned for that one see you then. for his needs his home also gives him hope with help from people like you the foundation supports families like the turnbulls join tunnel to towers in supporting america's heroes our nation's catastrophically injured veterans and first responders homeless veterans gold star families and the families of fallen first responders donate 11 dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs